Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today, it's our first choice team, it's our first choice four. It's our full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away, James Pearce. Hiya, Jay. Hello, Ian. We've also got our LFC editor, Andrew Kelly. Hi, Andy. Hi, Ian. Like new haircut. Thanks. And we've also got Echo reporter extraordinaire on all round, the man known as the genius. It's Neil Jones. Hello. Hello, Ian. He's known known by the genius by one person in the world, and that's enough for me to... Hello, Isaacs. For me to justify saying that. <laughs> is that a new jumper, by the way? It's a new jumper. It's a new haircut. It's almost as though I'm looking for a new beginning, isn't it? It is. Not, right. not the only one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, a mid-March transfer window. Who'd have thought it? Uh, so, Liverpool against Newcastle. That was the game at the weekend. James, you were there in attendance. So were you, Andy. Uh, James, what did you think of the game? Was it, it looked like it was a routine win, and that's the kind of thing that has, there hasn't been a lot of for Liverpool this season. Yeah, it was It was very routine uh, in the end, um, it it lacked probably you know been spoiled haven't we in recent home games it, it lacked that kind of real spark and and swagger to, to the performance. Um, I think you've got to give Newcastle credit for that. I think no one would have been particularly surprised at just how well organised and well drilled Benitez had them um, for forty minutes. They weren't really troubled particularly, um, but I think what impressed me most about Liverpool was that on a day when they weren't at their fluent best. There, there was no hint of panic. They showed great patience to, to stick at it. Um, and I think that just stems from the, the great run they're on, that kind of confidence in the game plan not to move away from it. And in the end, they got the rewards with you know, Oxley chamberlain creating uh, a, a great opportunity for Salah. And he tucked it between the keeper's legs. And then you know, the, Newcastle's game plan then was out the window. And you know, once that second goal went in, it was it was an absolute procession for Liverpool from then to the finish line. Andy, were you a bit cold at the game? It was it, it yes. It was. Uh, <laughs> I went for the double long johns on the bottom, double thermals on the top. James will tell you he was huddling close to me for extra body heat. Uh, I was sort of melting in, in wow. inside, uh, but when I went outside, obviously I, I knew I'd prepared well. Um, but I, asked, yeah. I asked because I was at Burnley v Everton and I wore for the first time ever three pairs of socks and my feet, I still couldn't feel them for half an hour after the game had I had, I had two but they were my two thickest uh, pairs so anyway everyone doesn't want to hear about uh, our struggles at the game but um, it not? was Why it not? Was... This is a podcast for everybody for everything, <laughs> it it's not just inclusive. about Liverpool okay. You know this but yeah. yeah but I'm just thinking someone's, you know, someone sat in California listening yeah. to this isn't really know, bothered yeah. that it was a bit nippy on, on, <laughs> in, in Mersey, it was very cold but to be fair the players uh, in terms of how that affected the game, it was, a, it was a funny old wind Klopp was saying afterwards it was one of those wins where it didn't fool you in terms of the flight of the ball, but it's very difficult to get any sort of purchase on clearance. Was it headers. the enemy of football? It wasn't the enemy of football, no. I don't think. That wasn't trotted out uh, this week. But what, in terms of what James was saying there, these are the sorts of wins I think are far more important to Liverpool than 4-1s and 5-1s, um, because these are the wins that good sides do. They, they, they win, uh, I think there's a line in, in James's verdict, that you know it, they won without getting out of second gear, and that was absolutely spot on. And that's what really good sides do because you cannot be at four one five one every week. You need to win uh, when you're sort of coasting. And as soon as that first goal went in, uh, Liverpool were sort of in that mode. Um, albeit they needed their goalkeeper to keep them in that mode till half time. And uh, so there's so many little things I enjoyed that carrier save, um, the fact that they just, you know. They never, you never felt Newcastle were going to get back into that game after that, and um, you know it could have been more 
there were there were other chances. There was a possible pe- penalty um, early on and, and uh, in the in the second half, I think it was. But overall, just job done, and it made those wins mean more to me, I think, than than the four nils and five nils because they're the bits that Liverpool haven't always done well uh, in recent years. I mean, Neil, I'm glad that Andy mentioned the carrier save because we'll deal with that first. I mean. It was a great save, wasn't it? But also, it's his overall game now. He, he seem he doesn't seem to you know when, when the ball's into the air, the crowd aren't you know murmuring or wondering what's going to happen. I'm not sure whether you've seen it, but there's a great picture that's been taken of Carrius goes up for a cross, and I think it's Lascelles that's there with him, and he takes the ball above his head, but then he ends up with it behind Lascelles' head, and Carrius looks like he's headbutting the player, but he's just so he keeps hold of the ball. And somebody else is busy headbutting him in the uh, shall we say the uh, middle of his body. <laughs> <shall we say? laughs> so it's a, but, but it's the question, and now we've done this quite a lot about Mignolet and Carrius and we've always never been quite sure one way or another or another. I mean some of us have been very much Mignolet but now no one's mentioning yeah. Mignolet are they? No, no, absolutely not and sad for Simon but um, that, that's, that's the aim of the goalkeeper really isn't it is to almost not be noticed and you look at you look at now our other teams around Arsenal have got a bit of a problem with the goalkeeper uh, you know, Tottenham Lloris makes, makes errors that I don't think a Liverpool goalkeeper would get away with mm. You know, City have got a good one. United have got a great one. Chelsea are potentially going to have to get a new one in the summer because of because of things. So, I, I still think he needs a few more. Needs a few more games. You know, to just to prove because I think that's that's not the doubt. I don't think the doubt with with Carriers has been talent or, or ability. It's been about whether he can do it over a, a sustained period. It was a good save uh, and, a, and a big time. And Liverpool haven't had enough of those for too many years now. It seems like. They'd be one nil up, and then all of a sudden the team will have a shot at goal from the edge of the box, and it goes in, and all of a sudden they're back to square one, having to struggle through a second half to try and find another breakthrough. But he, he did, he did fine. He's, he's, he's done pretty well in the last few weeks. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he carries it on. I mean, James Oxley Chamberlain, as you mentioned, set up the first goal, and I think you spoke to him after the game. He, uh, he certainly, he's stepped up, hasn't he, in the last couple of months? Certainly since Coutinho's gone. He has, yeah, and you know, I remember going down to Melwood to speak to Doxley Chamberlain just after that Coutinho deal had gone through, and you know, he kind of volunteered that that you know as a as a, a reasonably big money signing, he had a duty to to step up and and, and increase his contribution, and and he's certainly done that. I think you know until recent weeks, he, he probably had struggled to get back to the level we saw in the win over Man City, which I think was probably still his best game for the club. Um, you know, a couple of average performances, um, but I, th- I think the big thing on Saturday was he followed up a really promising display against West Ham with another one. You know, that's probably the, f- the first time really I've seen him perform at that level back to back. And yeah, I think you can see that he's really loving that role. I mean, that's that position, that advanced central midfield role, is is you know, that's the one he craved when he came to Liverpool. Um, and, and I think you can see the benefits of him working with Klopp. Um, yeah, he was reasonably feisty when he stopped to speak afterwards. He was asked about the criticism he'd received earlier on in the season um, from the likes of Thierry Henry and Gary Neville. And he labelled, especially what Thierry Henry had said, as, as he said he felt it was pretty stupid. The, the accusation that Henry said he, he wasn't sure exactly what Oxley chamberlain did. Did he mean um, it in a way that he wasn't sure precisely what his role was rather than, I don't know what he does? I think he, I think he just well he he felt Oxley Chamberlain felt that it was an unfair thing for someone to say who'd worked with him mm. and that who should who should have been in a position to to know what he what he does um, you know I I think that's probably why it probably hurt more than just 
criticism from any random pundits because obviously Neville had worked with him with the England setup and Henri played with him briefly at Arsenal. Um, so I think you know he also did concede that maybe Henri was getting at the fact there isn't enough end product in Oxley Chamberlain's game, or there hadn't been during his time at Arsenal, which I think Oxley Chamberlain himself would hold his hands up to that you know, consistency for him is the big thing. Um, but we're starting to see it now, and yeah, it was. I was really impressed with him again on the weekend. You just it was you know the, the, he created a very similar goal for, for Salah the week before, where you know similar attributes came to the fore with you know, his strength and his power uh, and vision to to pick the right pass. And he's becoming an increasingly influential member of Klopp's squad. I mean, Andy Oxide Chamberlain was talking about end product. Mohamed Salah gets another end product. I must admit, I've forgotten how many goals he got now. 32. 32. 32. He's, uh, I looked, he scored in his last seven. Yeah. He scored in nine of his last ten and eleven of his last thirteen and he's not gone more than three games without scoring. Isn't it he scored in, is it 25 or 26 separate games yeah. this season? 26. Which is 26, is it? So yeah. that's more than any other player in, yeah. in the and, and Europe's league leagues. Egypt as well, he scored in, in yeah. Yeah. 19 different Premier League games he mm. scored in, which is tied with Fowler and Sturridge. Um, and yeah, I mean, for me, he and Carrius were the two outstanding uh, players for Liverpool. Percy gave Oxley Chamberlain man of the match. Now, what I, did you give him? I, I, I give him six out of ten. Oxley and I did. I'm, I'm right with you as well. I, I don't think he was uh, anyway. Both well. <laughs> I mean, I almost gave uh, uh, Percy the uh, what game were you watching? And he was sat next to me, but, but the um, is that while you were hugging him? No, to be fair to uh, fair to him, lots of. Uh, Lots of fans agreed with um, um, James. James and I think BT Sport gave Oxford Chamberlain and the man of the match. Though that might have been because they might have wanted to talk to him a little bit about don't the problems be, at Arsenal, so you might think. Um, but, uh, um, but no, the, the th- it was interesting in, uh, when we spoke to Klopp afterwards that Oxlade was the one player he picked out as being in the wrong position most of the first half. <laughs> Um, so um, I felt, that I felt uh, relatively justified in in, uh, in my. I, I, he he I did it. He got the assist. I thought he had a terrible first half. Um, but he no, wasn't no, involved. He, he was pinging the ball around nicely. Klopp, Klopp's uh, Klopp's point was he, he played one really good ball inside the fullback for uh, for Trent uh, Alexander Arnold to get onto, didn't he? Um, but he wasn't forward enough uh, for Klopp. He was saying that Roberto was basically in the centre on his own and needed more help. And essentially saying that Liverpool had three deep midfielders. So he needed Oxley Chamberlain to be braver, I guess, and get into those positions. And it was in one of those positions where he ended there. up getting the um, getting the assist. But I know a lot of people uh, really liked his performance. And uh, look, I hope we see more of it. The, the assist levels are up to, what, six or seven at least, isn't it? Uh, I think now this, this season already. I think he's already. Already? We're nearly finished. Well, but I mean, in terms of. He didn't start playing really till like October. Well, that's no, true. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, He's already beat his best Arsenal. I mean, it, it wasn't many to beat, was it? But, uh, <laughs> but he's already got a few goals. So I think, but I think he he had a little quiet patch until the last two mm. games. So I think he is a little bit still up and down. And what yeah. Klopp will want to see from him is more I'm, consistency in it. I'm a bit uneasy about him coming out tub thumping, saying take, is, that, take that Thierry because he's still not in the Liverpool team. He's not in Liverpool's best eleven. If, if they're picking a team don't you, like his, comp, don't you like his confidence I, 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 think, I think he's a very articulate very intelligent lad but I would there will be a time in the next few months where Liverpool fans are on his case and I think it's Liverpool players to a man have a problem with criticism and come out fighting remember Carrius last year with, um, with Gary Neville again actually wasn't it the Neville brothers I think it was in that occasion 
just just let your performances do the talk and it's fine. You've had a good game. You've had a couple of good games. You need a few more because you're still on the Liverpool team. It, they won't play the quarterfinal of the Champions League. So if, if Thierry Henry and, and Gary Neville have been asking questions about where does he fit in, I think the questions are still fair. Probably doesn't play at Old Trafford, does he? Would you Probably think not. I mean, this not this is not. But I think that's more of a, a that'll be a tactical thing. Whenever he doesn't, I, don't think, I, I think it's very difficult to say what is Liverpool's strongest yeah, level. Well, I, I think it depends on the opponent. Saying, say we've done this before, and we're horses. Yeah. But I think horses. I don't think you can make a case that he's in it. As in, in in any game, I don't think any big game, Alex Oxley Chamberlain's not in it. Well, he was in against Manchester City. Yeah, he was. But then I think there was players missing for that game, wasn't there? I think Jordan Henderson was missing. I think. To be, to be to be fair to him on the. Having a pop at the criticism, he also did follow up by saying he knows he has to deliver a lot more consistently, and there's a lot more to come from him, and he's still got yeah. a lot to prove. He wasn't. I wouldn't. I didn't come away thinking that was a bit cocky or arrogant yeah. for someone who's had two good games. I think the, the he's best. actually very articulate, and I think he's very well aware that he needs to produce more often. He's also absolutely delighted he's not playing for Arsenal anymore, surely. I think everybody who's not playing for Arsenal is probably delighted. Liverpool are 15 points clear of Arsenal. Yeah. Arsenal That's... now cannot win the league. They mathematically cannot win the league. And, and it's, it's like the first yeah. weekend in March. It's ridiculous. I think they got to the 40 points quite early. <laughs> yeah. I saw some stat today. There's only two teams in the Football League that have lost more games than them this year. Yeah. Because Grimsby and Fizzy. Because they've lost nine, nine games. Eight, eight games. Oh, eight, eight, the other two have lost nine. I think Fleetwood and... They haven't lost five in a row since 1977, Arsenal, and they play Milan away on, on Thursday. I mean, to be honest, you sort of joke about it, and it's a bit sad in, in Wenger and everything, but when Wenger does go, it's going to actually be a problem for Liverpool because. It'll be a problem the, for all of them. Uh, because at the moment, you can yeah. almost discount, or you can almost think Arsenal are the flaky ones you can get rid of from that top six yeah. flight. And once they put in place uh, whoever. Yeah. Um, Brendan Rodgers has even been mentioned, doesn't he? Mikel Arteta. Yeah. Um, but if, if they get a, a manager who sort of tra- grabs the club and is able to get some steel back into it, because just, everyone just thinks they're soft at the moment, yeah. don't they? But he's, um, he's been in charge for 20-odd years now. It's going to take more than well, one, also, one manager. I think Gordon Strack was on the... You know, the Sky Gordon Strack was on the Sky Sports debate, which I don't normally watch, but I saw it last week, and it was quite interesting, actually. And he said... It's, it's, he said it's not like a one, two, three transfer window job for Arsenal. It's a one, two, three manager job before they manage to get back to where they want to be. A bit like what happened with United. Yeah, Moyes don't want to be Moyes first. Yeah, thing, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they reckon... Take it back to Oxley Chamberlain. What it would, what it would show. I think what we, what you can say, as much as that was quite critical of me to, about him there, what you can say is you've seen progress. From him in terms of you can see that he had gone stale under Wenger and wasn't potentially being used to his strengths, whether Thierry Henry knows him or not. I think you're seeing one thing you can guarantee from this is that Klopp will get more out of him than Wenger was ever going to get. Well, me and you both wondered why on earth they'd spent all the money on buying him. In fact, it didn't even matter what the money was, we just yeah. wondered why they bought him. But he's justifying it now, isn't he? He has yeah. justified it for quite some time as well. He's, he's perhaps shown more than, oh, speaking of himself, than I thought he had. Definitely, I thought he had. Definitely, yeah. And, and you know, he's a he is a good player and Thierry Henry should know what he's got because Thierry Henry had at least one identical attribute to him in terms of lightning pace, whether it was wide mm. or in the middle. So, you know, I'm saying don't know what he does. He can run very fast. He's got good technique. He's got good strength. And he's um, got a ping on him, hasn't he? he that, that's why that he was able to do that assist to Salah because he had the threat that he could hit that ball from the 
from the. Yeah, I thought he was going to shoot, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And it was the thought the, you know, that kept the defender honest. And he he should have shot later in the game. It was with Firmino. He had one. Yes, he tried yeah. to roll him in. He should have hit him. It's, it's almost like the recruitment team know what they're doing. No, I, say that. <laughs> I can't say that, can I? Um, speaking of the recruitment team, Sadio Mane. Again, he is showing his worth. I mean, obviously, we've done this again many a time, wondering what had happened to him this season. But you look at the numbers, he's now got more goals than he did last season. I think he's got about the same assists. And his finish was, was a, finished a great move, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, it was. He yeah, started and finished the move, didn't he? It was, that, that was a, a, a kind of the best piece of football we saw from Liverpool all afternoon. I think it was, was it Chan and Firmino involved as well. Um, yeah, I love the way he, t- he took the goal, you know, bursting between the, the two defenders like he did. and. And, and nailing the finish, um, yeah, it's just a massive positive because going back a few months, it, it was a worry. The fact that you know he, he he clearly wasn't anywhere near the level we saw from him last season. You know, it's easy now to look at the total goals and go, you know, what was the fuss about? People were overreacting. I don't think people were overreacting. I, I think he was relatively poor um, for a worrying spell of the season. But thankfully, that is that is behind him, and you can see. I think, Probably you know, since the first leg in Porto, just what a massive difference that night has done for him, confidence-wise, and you know he, the way that he took that second goal just absolutely epitomised the fact that he's a player playing with loads of belief again. Andy, um, you spoke. Was it you spoke to Rafael Benitez after the game? Were you in on, uh, on, was, on, in on his little chat? Um, I, I was in on his press conference. Yes. 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 Um, he a, lot was very love, a lot of love for Rafa, isn't there? Still, a lot of, I mean, he spoke about thanking fans of both teams because obviously at one stage, all four sides of Anfield were singing his name, um, and he, you know, he he acknowledged that and was really happy about it, but said obviously I'm going away with no points, which isn't much good to the situation he's in. Um, he spoke also to some of the national lads afterwards about talking about Liverpool's defenders and how basically even when Newcastle had the chance to try and hit Liverpool on the break. Um, the sort of athleticism of the Liverpool def- defence basically prevented them being able to do what they wanted to do. And I thought there was more good signs for Van Dijk Lovren on Saturday. Yeah. I really do. I, think, I mean, they look so much to me a better pair than than Matip Van Dijk. And I know we've, we've given Matip some stick this season, but I think it's... Just relatively justified, you know. He, he, we don't look as strong with him in the team, and um, I thought Lovren made a couple of really good challenges on 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 Saturday. He was always in the right place, and um, I like him. As a, I'd like him to be a success at Liverpool, Lovren, and because I like that sort of a story where he's had to put up with being the absolute. Been, you know, I think it's been four years now that he's been there. 2014. Yeah, it's four years. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see him win a big trophy with Liverpool. And, yeah. Um, because you like that, isn't it? Yeah. A few, yeah. You, know, you think about you know, Henderson lifting a trophy at Liverpool would be a massive sort of two fingers, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> really, to a lot of people, yeah. Lovren yeah. would be the same, wouldn't he? Klopp said something the other day where he said, I think it's in his, it might have been in his programme notes actually, it was a bit of an odd phrase, but he said, our dressing room's just full of lovely human beings. It's a bit like our <laughs> office man is lovely human being. I'm pretty sure it's in his, his... I'll have to check this when I go out, but I'm pretty sure it was in his programme notes. I remember thinking, it's, 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 but I know what he's getting at. Yeah, like, the, people you want to do well. Yeah, yeah. There, are pe- there are people in there you yeah. think, yeah, be, 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 Milner, Henderson, Milner. Milner, Milner yeah. and I, I suspect... Trent. 
You know you want to say. He's already mentioned. <laughs> he's already done his trend. You know, already even got the James spoke to now. you spoke to Robertson last week, didn't you? James, another really nice fella. And you know, look at Ginny Wijnaldum, never a smile. Sadio Mane smiling all the time. When they've been recruiting players, has that come into the thinking? I don't mean hopes people who just smile all the time. I think in terms of the, the they've always said that looking at people as personalities and, and all that sort of the sort of person you're getting definitely yeah. comes into the thinking because that's part of what you bring. Yeah. I mean, you probably look in that Arsenal dressing room not to just kick arse on this pod, but there's probably a few that their personalities at the moment have been put under test and aren't coming out the other yeah. side, I would say. But um, any, of, are, any of them German midfielders mentioned? Well, perchance. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, you look right through that Liverpool team, it's difficult to find people. You could say probably Loris Carrius looks in the mirror a wee bit too much, doesn't he? <laughs> Maybe Emre Chan. To be fair, if you were there, you probably but, would. But yeah, I mean, if I. Is it winners as well? As in, you know, hunger. Players who've got hunger, who, who've got something to prove. Well, Emre Chan's another. Emre Chan's Salah being a, a great example of someone who's got something to yeah, prove. Yeah, Emre Chan's another one of those Lovren slash the other player I've forgotten. Henderson, yeah. yeah. But, because he. Moreno. You know, he, but what happened to him in his first season, Chan? Yeah, and that, those elements of sort of redemption, I suppose, would be, you know... The lamb? Uh, you know, Simon Mignolet's a... Like, okay, he's not... You know, doesn't give the impression of being the most exciting person, but he's rock solid, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? And he's... A, you, know, th- you know, Klopp even spoke uh, to James the other day about how professional he was being, even though he's obviously angry at not being in the team. So we have got a team of, you know, nice lads, and the bit that has to be sorted now is getting those nice lads... Winning stuff, isn't are, it? Are they nice because they're winning, or are they winning because they're nice? And obviously, oh, and obviously, no. and you don't win because you're No, 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 hang on. No, I mean, wrong. what I mean by that is the talent's the same, but if you're not a team who get on, you don't always have to get on. You look at the famous Andy Cole and Teddy Sheringham at Man United, they didn't get on. Yeah. They, well, there's, they there's, no, there's no giant egos in yeah, the dressing room. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Is that helping the, them? Yeah, massively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, you see that from. You know the footage that comes out from when you know when they went to um, where did they go to on Marbella, Marbella yeah. after the first leg in Portugal and you know another trips. You know, I've been with them on pre-season tours. When you you see that as well, so I think yeah, Klopp. That's a massive part of it because it's not just about the talent, is it? You know, you, they spend so much time together, and Klopp knows that you know when you're in tight situations, you know that that spirit and camaraderie counts for a lot. And I think that was one of the reasons why Klopp sanctioned that deal for Coutinho in January because he prides himself on that side of things so much that he didn't want you know, that being jeopardised, which he felt it would have been, by keeping someone against against his wishes. And I think, yeah, that just all ties in with how much he values the ethic they've got going on in the dressing room at the moment. And I think he thinks that can carry them a long way. I think also it's easier to do it when you're not paying the top, top, top level wages. Mm. Well, you know, you've got no discrepancy really there. you the, the, Top in at Liverpool would be what in the squad now. I think Sturridge would be it, wouldn't he, if he wasn't, if he wasn't on the loan? Yeah, I mean, probably Milner would be on about grand yeah, a week. It's, it's not, you know, uh, it's actually well, probably Van Dyke. Van Dyke yeah, 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 probably. Say Coutinho would stay, they'd convince Coutinho to stand, you can't say he'd be on probably double that. Yeah. And then you've, you've got that, that discrepancy between players who are contributing just as much as Coutinho, but thinking, well, why am I on X and he's on Y? I think Liverpool 10, they're all. The squad is generally around the same age, with a couple of exceptions either way. You've got a couple of teenagers and a couple of 30-pluses, but really they're all sort of 22 to 28, aren't they? 20, that sort of age. I think that makes it easier for, for you to build a team spirit because you've got no um, no 
difference in sort of values, no difference in interest. You'd just be able to forge and that, that kind of hunger. And that comes back to the recruitment because to get players that age, it's been a long term thing. Yeah. You can't do it over one transfer window. That's four or five, which is what clubs had now. No, I mean, and, and you know, if you look look back through Liverpool's signings over the last two to three years, I mean, where was the bust? Probably going back to Benteke, maybe was that the last bust? Even then, they got most of their money back on him. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously that was that was you know, Brendan Rodgers, wasn't it? So, I mean, in terms of the the players that Klopp's brought in, you know, the the, the big money's been spent on, you know, Van Dijk, obviously early days, but looking fantastic. Um, Mane and, and Salah, well, we and Wijnaldum, well, yeah. you know, Wijnaldum, I would say. Still has plenty to prove as a Liverpool player, but now when you compare it as a twenty-five million pound signing, yeah. oh, you get a, you'd get a massive profit for him mm, if you sold him tomorrow. Yeah, so he's already, he's already proven as well. He got he got Liverpool into the Champions League, and you know, and and this Robertson, right now Robertson is looking like the yeah. um, the bargain. And of um, the summer, isn't yeah. it? Even Clavan for what they paid for him how much was as, a, as a squad player. Yeah. Four, four, yeah. Point, yeah. four point eight, yeah. wasn't yeah. he? So, I mean, if Carriers continues to be, if he played like this till the end of the season, and somebody wanted to buy him in the summer, you're looking fifteen to twenty million, are you? Probably, yeah. if he yeah, kept that sort of form yeah. up. Um, now, the big question is, will he? Because um, we're talking in a situation now where it's been a good run for Liverpool, and uh, as Klopp's said the last couple of times, he said it looks very different after just one defeat. Everyone will be in here asking me lots of different questions. Especially the next league game, where, where it is. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. We will deal with that a bit later in the week. Now, I've got loans with Neil Jones written down here. Now, <laughs> I've a new feature. Exactly. <laughs> 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 you want to see my APR? Yeah, it's, it's a new feature, which we, we, we won't be doing for very long. Um, Neil, you went out to Belgium. Brussels, in fact, last weekend, yeah. where you went and saw a, a Liverpool player whose name I shall allow you to pronounce. Say, well, A1E. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Um, you know, very, very uh, interesting story. People won't know a lot about him. He's a Nigerian um, striker who's on loan at Muscron in Belgium. He's he signed by Liverpool three years ago, almost three years ago, and he hasn't been able to play for the club because of work permit issues. He's been to uh, FC Frankfurt in the German second division and NEC Nijmegen in the Dutch first, and now he's in the Belgian league. And it was just an interesting insight into how Liverpool treat their loan players. They 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 don't just send them out. And you, I think if you think of the farming that goes on with Chelsea and Vitesse Arnhem and that kind of thing, I think I got a good insight into how Liverpool keep an eye on these players, how they monitor them, what's happened to them all the time, sending them clips. He, sh- he actually showed me on his phone um, a, a clip that he'd been sent by the coaching staff on how to finish first time. And it was included Dirk Kout, Romelu Lukaku, I think Morata was another one as well that he was showing. And he uh, in the game I went to see, funny enough, he played Anderlecht and he scored the first time finish. He pulled across the box, which he, uh, he, he put in the corner. So it's paying off. But um, unfortunately, I didn't go this weekend when he was there. <laughs> he was sent off for clubbing someone in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I take it that one on the back of some WhatsApp yeah, clips. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a, it was a clip of Andy Carroll. Yeah. Um, it was inspired by Ashley Williams. Yeah, That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But no, um, nice, nice lad. You know he's a he's a mile away from Liverpool's first team at the moment, both both technically and just in terms. How old of is he? Circumstances. Twenty. Twenty. Um, but he's hoping to be part of the Nigeria squad for the next friendly, which is against um, someone I've forgotten at yeah, Barnet. 
I think it might be South Africa. We played South Africa at Barnet um, at the end of the month, and he's that's obviously a big thing for him. With the World Cup coming up, Nigeria they've qualified, but they have a lot of decent strikers here. Nacho, uh, Onyekudu plays for Everton, you know, signed by Everton. He's, uh, he's injured. Uh, yeah, Ahmed Musa, who's played for for Leicester and now on loan somewhere else. So he was talking about that and his ambitions and long term. The the idea is Liverpool give him a new contract. Um, loan them back out next season to they hope a Europa League level club in Europe, one of the five top five, and that would um, that would boost their work payment chances on a on a point system which it's which it's judged on. And I think the same would go for the guy they just bought from Colombia, um, Anderson Arroyo, the, the young left back, and Alan Rodriguez who's mm. on loan at Linnesol. So they're trying to get them to work permit level and then see where they go from there whether they go to the Liverpool first team or they go sold for a profit Now Andy obviously you keep a close eye on, on a lot of the, the younger levels the youth levels with Liverpool there's a lot of players that have gone out on loan now for the, for the remainder of the season I mean what's their target? Well I mean the target is either, there's either two things that Liverpool want from them to, to go into uh, you know, full senior football and prove that they're good enough for it and therefore come back and fight um in a pre-season with Liverpool to be part of Liverpool's first-team squad, or they prove themselves good enough whereby they will be the target of that particular club potentially coming in with a bid for them. I mean, you can look at Danny Ward last year. Obviously, he had a fantastic year with Huddersfield. You know, he put. I think, but if somebody if Huddersfield wanted to buy Danny Ward, they'd have to put seven to ten million on the table. I would have thought in the summer, Klopp didn't want them to go, but it, that value's there. And um, so someone at the moment you just saw Ovi Ajaria played full 90 minutes for Sunderland on, on the weekend some very nice words from Chris Coleman about him obviously they're in a massive relegation fight but you know if he goes and shows he can play championship level at least then it's a little bit of a you haven't got as much of a step to then try and be a player for Liverpool uh, now it might be that he's not quite good enough for Liverpool we'll have to wait and see the, the other thing as well it's an interesting summer isn't it for all these players because the World Cup means that there's going to be a small squad for pre-season, depending on how far these clubs go. So these, there's places on the tour for Liverpool up for grabs, and you've got Ojo, you've got Ryan Kent and Harry Wilson, three wingers all, all out on loan in the Championship, all probably competing to be the one who gets left the longest next summer and say, well, we'll take him to America or wherever, wherever Liverpool end up going, yeah. and go, let's have a look, another one more look at them, Gruwich, another one is knees down in the, the Championship, Conor Randall's up in Scotland, I think he's probably... Probably a level below that in, in that sense, but big, big few months for all of these players. And I think just the, what just speaking to the, the staff I was speaking to about about A and E, they look at it and say, "Well, let's see how they handle it." You know, he, he's he's a Nigerian lad who's been to he's already been to Germany, Holland, and Belgium. He's lived on his own, away from his family. He's learnt, having to learn to cook. He's having to learn to sort of. He's a very religious guy, so he's finding finding communities where he can go and pray and you know making friends and being sociable in foreign countries. So the, I think the judge knows sort of those those skills as well. You know, is he just going there and sitting there moaning about being on the bench, or is he sitting there and you know thinking he's above it because he's played for Liverpool and he's got a Liverpool contract, or is he going to get his hands dirty and, and try and become a player? I mean, that, sorry, sorry. Don't, just very nice words from Klopp on the telly chatting to Gerard as well about. Uh, Curtis Jones and uh, Rafa Camacho who's been training with the first team for a little bit and uh, uh, I think he was saying uh, Buvac have been very impressed with uh, what he's seen on the training pitch from both of them so uh, 
And the, and the other thing on this, James, we have to be not being cynical, but the, realistically, almost all of these players won't make it at Liverpool. It's also a shop window for them as well as for Liverpool in terms of because they're all under contracts. I think it was did Harry Wilson sign one? He did, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. So, so he's, he was the one they were thinking whether he'd go on. Or. Yeah, he signed a contract. Ajari's under contract. They're all got these lengthier contracts. So if they do end up moving on, Liverpool can they'll, they'll get certainly reward for the amount of you know efforts and time they put in helping these players' careers. Yeah, I think I think it costs about eight nine million pound a year to, to run the academy. Um, so you know, it obviously has to it has to pay its its way. And as as Neil said, with the, with these players they bring in, especially the ones where they know aren't going to be able to get work permits. You know, it's it is it, it is as about kind of an investment as well as an eye on the Liverpool first team because you, you want to make sure that you know if if they don't make that progression and aren't able to get a work permit to, to play at Liverpool, that they are able to go to a decent standard elsewhere. And you at least make back, hopefully, a, a, even you know, not just cover your expenses, but make a profit on what it what it's cost you to to bring in bring in through. So, um, but no, I think you know the massive thing at the moment is the fact that Liverpool have got a lot of talented kids coming through, and the fact that you know there's some there's some really good ones out on loan who you know quite often in recent years it's felt as if sending a player out on loan was almost the first stage to just bidding them off. But it doesn't feel that you know, it doesn't feel that way with a lot of them at the moment. I think there there is a, a genuine feeling that let's, let's go and send them out, give them that opportunity to play regularly in men's football because we know that the under twenty threes league isn't competitive or strong enough to bridge that gap to the first team. And then as as Klopp's shown, you know, if if they're good enough, they will get opportunities. And as Neil said before, with it being a World Cup year, we see it every two years after a major tournament where the squad's so thin. That those at the start of pre-season, and those players will get opportunities come early July. The, the players themselves are all desperate to get on loan. Doily, some I used to be. I used to think, sort of, as a fan from outside, that PC was saying if you got sent out on loan, it was almost like a punishment because you hadn't been good enough. All the players want to get out on loan because it's their chance to prove themselves yeah. and. Uh, they're, they're they'll still be playing at a much higher level than what they're playing at the James Head at the under 20s. Yeah, absolutely, and in front of proper crowds. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, it's nothing like, I mean, what, what would Gruitch be playing in front of at Cardiff at the moment? 2025, yeah. yeah. I mean, even a a half empty stadium of light, is playing in front of 30 yeah. odd thousand, yeah. isn't he? Probably. But he'll, he'll probably, yeah, he'll probably play in front of the full house if it gets down so, to the wire and yeah. the Sunderland need wins to stay up. It's yeah, fantastic, yeah. fantastic experience for them. Uh, James, there's actually a game on Tuesday, isn't there? I think we've apparently we've forgotten so. all about this. Um, you were down uh, this afternoon, Monday afternoon, at Melwood, was it? Was it yes, yeah, uh, it was no, Mel- it was no, Anfield. Anfield, yeah. Anfield. Anfield um, to see Jurgen Klopp ahead of the second leg of the Champions League game against Porto. Liverpool obviously 5-0 up. What was his mood like? What was he saying? <laughs> um, predictable, really, in terms of desperately trying to ensure that, um, that, that players and fans alike don't just take this as a gimme. Um, in adamant that the tie was still alive, that, that Liverpool were just very clinical in the first leg and that there isn't a big gulf between the teams. Um, and it's, you know, I think one of his quotes was, you know, this is the Champions League, you know, we, we have to respect the competition and we respect Porto. Reiterated that he won't make wholesale changes, talked about potentially there being one, two or three, said he hadn't made his mind up because today was a second day recovery, he said they'll only have a, a tactical session on Tuesday morning, then he'll make a judgment call. Um, personally, I, 
I hope there's a lot of changes because I, I just don't see the point in in, in risking, especially the likes of Salah and Firmino. Um, and I think you could probably make make a case through the spine of the team in terms of holding back Henderson even and certainly Van Dijk and potentially even Lovren as well um, because the tie's over. I think you have to, you know you look at Porto are depleted as well. Um, you know, they haven't they haven't won in England in eighteen previous attempts. Porto, I think, you know, no one no one has ever overturned that kind of deficit. Of clearly, <laughs> in Champions League history, it's it's, it's fact. Yeah, I, I just can't wait to, for this to be replayed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just a half time I love it for losing three 0 People are going that change. <laughs> well, yeah, got I, Danny Ings on the bench. <laughs> so do you think he'll actually put um, a lot of the first team as I Salah Firmino? Man, eight, they don't play. You'll stick them on the bench just in case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. It'd be a yeah. dereliction yeah. of duty not yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what, yeah. that's what Arsenal get wrong every single time they have, they have a shot. They they fill a team with this, the fringe players and then they'll have kids on the bench. And, so, and so. they've all got double barreled names. So there is only Arsenal one player who should have a double barrel name and his first name's Trent. <laughs> fair, fair Andy, would it be fair to say this tie? The ho- this tie is about as live as my hopes of ever using a comb again. <laughs> um, well, we, yes, I think, <laughs> I, I think people can. That would be true. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, Liverpool beat Porto five 0 in Porto. That wasn't just their worst ever home defeat in Europe. It was their worst ever home defeat in all competitions ever. Right now, I have that. I've, you know, I was speaking to a Portuguese. Based journalist today, their worst home defeat. In I have to emphasise, Andy is ever. saying this, and he's got his hand, and he's battering <laughs> it against. So like, battering it against. So, what? It's what? It's it's all, you know, <laughs> this, this reminds me of. I'm getting Van Dyke in January, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> which well, was right. Well, which was right. Yeah. Well, so the point I'm making is that we we've managed to talk for most more than half an hour of this podcast before without even mentioning the Porto game. Now. Of course, everybody out there is going. Will be thinking, can't be complacent. That's what Klopp was trying to get across. <laughs> I have to be today, honest, I it? forgot the game was on this week. Well, I've, you know, many people will have because it's. And this is this is when was our last knockout game? Two nine years ago. Nine, nine years, years ago. ago yeah. So, uh, I mean, these it should be an absolute, absolutely sort of brilliant occasion, but really, it doesn't want to be because the, you know it really <laughs> yeah, doesn't it, want it to be. Two thousand seven, when they played PSV away and won three 0 and they played yeah. them. Oh, was it one nil or two nil or one nil? Yeah, yeah. And it was oh. just Ronald Koeman lost PSV yeah. there. All I would say is that there is a certain value to momentum, isn't there? Yeah. And at the minute, everything is a feel good for Liverpool. And I think if if say Porto, let's say Porto to win two nil mm. at, at Anfield tomorrow night, I'd. That that would knock me a little bit in terms of going to Old Trafford. In terms of having, it's just annoying to lose, isn't it? And it and you know you would whatever side he puts out. And the good thing for me is he can put out a side full of changes, and I still think they'd be decent enough at home to be good enough for Porto. We had a question in the press conference earlier from Portuguese journalists asking, was Klopp expecting Porto to put out their B team? And um, you know I don't know whether there's any. Thoughts of of Porto making changes. Oh, um, they're, not, they're not taking the left back. Four, 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 four. Alex Tellers, Morega is not going. Is yeah. he Pereira, Pereira and Suarez? Yeah, that, right. the, yeah, and they're all. I mean, they're all injured. To be fair, they they aren't being left out for any any other reason than that. Abubakar's back, 
So obviously brings more of a goal-scoring threat for them. Um, and I think Felipe's back at the back. He was suspended like Chan was. Got to change that goalie, by the way. But sure. Yeah, well, Casillas is back. Casillas is back in, so we'll see. You know, yeah. How proper... bad must he be in training? <laughs> yeah. So well, did, did, um, didn't you see him for his last few seasons at Real Madrid? He wasn't yeah. very good there. No. So they they won't be at their strongest. You would think a Liverpool A minus side should be able so to. We'll, we'll go on that. So, we t- would you go half and half? I'd go now. I'd make. I'd change pretty much all the back four. Would you change three? Yeah. Start with the keeper. Should we no, change no, keeper? No, I would no, change the keeper. Carrius so is in goal. Yes, yeah, so he, he needs it. Are we saying Gomez at right back? Yeah. yeah. Are we saying Clavan and Matip? I'm, I'm saying one. I'm saying Lovren and Matip. Okay, and we're going to say Moreno left back. Yeah. Midfield. Wijnaldum. Is he well enough? No, he's, he's no. definitely right. not well. So Milner. Milner's got to play. Milner. Chan and Lallana, yeah. And then up front, he's going to play one of them, I think. Mane, yeah. Oxlade and Solanke would be my front three. Not Ings. I'd, I'd play Ings. I'd definitely play Ings. Well, he hasn't on the bench the last couple of games, though, Ings, has he even? I just think unless, he that's, would... be, unless that's the reason is because he's, he's got to start this game. Yeah, I, I really think Ings looked sharp when he came on in Porto. Let's and, be honest, uh, that team, a team... Got 4-0 up against... I know, against a, a team... team I, know, a team yeah. <laughs> I really would now, I think you know that. But no, but just in his movement yeah, and no, one-touches and stuff. He had some good little cameras. And I'd, I'd, uh, I'd like to see Ings just because I do think, it. you know, there is always that fear that something happens to Firmino and we need a centre-forward who can... Be in a position to score goals. A team, a team, goal, as well. One or both. Yeah. Need a a goal. team not far from what we, what we just said. One three nil at Stoke yeah. before yeah. Christmas. Yeah. So I mean, there is first choice team got beat by West Brom. Pretty I mean, there'll be a lot of people maybe listening to the pod coming to the game on tomorrow night, Tuesday, and obviously you know they've paid a lot of money for the tickets, and they'll probably be wanting to see. There's an argument that says, "Oh, just give us a f- forty-five minutes of the of the, the first team virtually with maybe." Two changes or whatever Klopp was suggesting. But they'll they'll want to see Liverpool win. It doesn't really matter who's playing as long as they no. Win. But I mean, those players, you know, the A team would give you the better chance of of winning the game. I mean, I mean, Porto are no mugs, albeit that they've you know just lost five 0 to Liverpool. Yeah, and they've they've won four games since and scored seventeen goals. I think in it they beat they won their big game against Sporting Lisbon two one on Friday night. Sporting who? Sorry, Lisbon. That's better. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I was thinking of the uh, maybe of the fine Liverpool establishments, um, but um, the um, look. I, I saw Paul Clement in there. <laughs> no, I didn't really. Yeah, I really didn't. Um, but um, yeah, so um, I've no idea where we were. <laughs> fans want to see. Fans want to see the stars, obviously, and the Champions yeah. League is made for the stars, but. I think they understand if, if they would no no Liverpool fan would want to see an hour of, of Mohamed Salah and then an ice pack on his thigh ahead of Manchester yeah, United. Yeah. They want to see him in the stands waving and, and being ready to go at Jose Mourinho's. Park I, I think the point Andy was trying to make before I interrupted him is the fact that Porto will still no matter what team they come out with they'll they've got their own professional pride they'll want to win. Yeah, and they'll be they'll be going at it. Yeah, but so will all those Liverpool players yeah. that have been on the fringes. Yeah. You take the Lalana. And the horrendous season he's had, yeah. you know, he'll be absolutely desperate to to, to show that he can have a plug. I think the way that the clock, way the clock was speaking last week, he felt that Klein needed a few more. Yeah, yeah. Other games I think he before. might play for the twenty threes tonight. I mean, that team sheet will be out probably in the next half an hour, so we'll know. Um, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if he played. That's a sort of top of the table clash for the twenty threes tonight at Leicester. Um, 
I'd have yeah. Oxley Chamberlain playing tomorrow, by the way, because yeah, I wouldn't, a, I wouldn't on, be starring him. Adam's one of the wingers. Yeah, yeah he, he brings Pierce to the side, and if he's got him wide and Mane on the other side, Nings or Solanke through the middle, that's still a threat. There's, there's a couple there as well, isn't there? I mean, there's a couple there that you could say he's one, Milner's probably another one that you could say, go on then, Old Trafford Saturday, you know, let's show me you want, show me you deserve to start, because I think most of the team's pretty much nailed down, but I think at least one of the midfield places and maybe. Maybe uh, one of the centre back places is uh, is up for grabs. So, so no matter what the team, what are we thinking then for the game, Neil? Oh, Liverpool win through with a win. Jake, I mean a lot will hinge on what team he goes with, but yeah, I, I just I don't think Porto's heart will be in it completely. I think Liverpool probably win two nil. Uh, I hope it's a very much changed lineup because the biggest game this week is on Saturday afternoon, not Tuesday night. I'll go Liverpool two one or three one. Andy, I don't. Yeah, I don't think we'll see very many goals because I think when you get changes inside, it disrupts rhythm and everything else. And uh, so I suspect we won't see many. But I think Liverpool maybe one 0 or two one. Right, that'll do us. Join us later this week where we will look ahead to Manchester United and look back on Porto turning the tables and James Pierce, James Pierce being escorted from the building. Cheerio. <laughs> 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 <laughs>